0: Sometimes they come back, 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 from outer space. Hope you have a gold bloom. This is Independence Day Resurgence on Stinger Madness. Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness. I'm your host, Justin. With me, as always, are Sam and Jackie. This is a bad movie field trip special. Special, special, special. I feel like we have to echo everything because of the space factor and just Roland Emmerich overproducing everything. Hello, friends, friends, friends. friends. Hi, hi, hi. Your echo sucks, man. My echo's broken, damn where, it. We're already on Vega or something. Jeez.
1: All of the finest post-production tools in the world, and we're doing voice echoes.
0: Yeah. Well, it's actually funner when you do it yourself. It's not so fun when you push a button, but when you say, push a button, 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 it's a lot more fun. Hey, it's hot outside. It's like 100 fucking degrees everywhere in the United States right now. California's on fire. You know, in Alaska? Yeah, Alaska is like 250, dude. It's the hottest place in the world. Didn't you
1: know that? I do not.
0: Death Valley, I saw, was 125 the other day. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, Texas is now on fire. Uh, we're probably going to be on fire pretty soon, so there's that. Jackie and I bought a pool.
2: Yes, we did.
0: S- I've been sitting poolside for about an hour now, drinking beer.
2: It's suburbia Hill at its finest.
0: Yeah, when saw a Roland Emmerich movie last night, that's about as good as life can get. I Well, <laughs> except for that second part. <laughs> huh. Or cliche as life can get. You go see a Roland Emmerich movie midsummer, right before 4th of July. Then you go sit poolside.
1: I don't even know if it's as cliche as you can get. I think that he's even lackluster in the cliche department.
0: Mm. You think? I think, like, God, the, the one thing I t- really took away from this film was that he walked into every single one of the cliches that he established and kind of was like, meh. He, like, it's fine. I know it's there. I know that everybody's going to be like, oh, that's so Roland Emmerich,
1: but it's what I do. Yeah, it is. He said he stated as much in an interview once that somebody was trying to get overly critical with him. He's like, I feel like I deliver popcorn movies to the movie goers of America as well as anybody. The films that I make are very financially successful. And the guy was just like, "Uh."
2: well, I definitely will say that I might have enjoyed this a little bit better had I had popcorn. Oh, at least I could have looked in the bucket for strange looking pieces of popcorn.
1: Mm.
0: With chopsticks? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll go ahead and disclaim right now that Jackie did not enjoy this film to the degree that I think Sam and I did. Did you like the
1: first one, Jackie? Jackie. Yeah. I oh, did. you did, huh?
2: Yeah. But, you know, like 30 minutes into this one, I, because there were 30 minutes of previews and then the movie starts, because I was like, damn, that's a lot of previews. So I looked down, it's been 30 minutes. And then the movie starts and about 30 minutes into the movie. I'm checking my watch again. And I'm like, God, this movie cannot be longer than an hour and a half. And I'm just bored to tears. Do you think maybe the pre- the 30 minutes of trailers killed it for you? Do you think that had any bearance in your judgment? I think it did because it was just like, okay, I'm ready for this baby to start, right? Because I was excited when I first got to the theater. I, I didn't expect much. I was excited to see it, and then it was just like preview after preview after preview. And And they're
0: all shit. None of those movies did I have any interest in.
2: I've seen
1: all of them
0: twice. Exactly. That was the other thing.
2: Yay. And so by the time that we got to this movie, I was like, all right, here we go. And then I just felt like it was like your grandma gives you a soda and you're super excited about it, but then you realize that this is an old soda that has gone flat.
0: It's... The same soda you drank in nineteen ninety six. Hey, don't forget about nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety six know that something big happened in nineteen ninety six. Nineteen
2: ninety six.
1: Damn,
0: nineteen ninety six. That was crammed down our throats quite a bit.
1: Oh yeah. It was. We should talk about nineteen ninety six.
0: We want to talk about nineteen ninety six or independence day?
1: Uh nineteen ninety six and independence day and the genre of science fiction films. Okay. As briefly as I can. All right. In 1996, this came out against two other pretty big heavy hitters, one being Eraser with Schwarzenegger and the other being The Rock with Nick Cage and everybody else, Ed Harris, Michael Bay. Uh, The Rock was very popular. Eraser, you know, it did okay, but it had enough of an audience that it was considered one of the big movies of that summer. And I went and saw all three of those movies at the theater. And the one thing I took away from the original Independence Day is it had a wow factor in a science fiction film that had not been there since the original Star Wars. This thing was the first Independence Day was a big fucking deal.
0: It was a real big deal. Would you care to know how big of a deal?
1: 800 million? Uh, well, I
0: don't care about worldwide, Sam. I never will. 306 domestically. Number two, Twister. (laughs) Which is a future appearance on Stinger Bandits. Do
1: you have up there who did, did Twister?
0: Uh, Jan DeBond.
1: It's interesting because Twister sort of dictates the way that uh, Roland Emmerich going to go after.
0: Uh uh-huh. 242 million. Mission Impossible was number three at 181. Uh, the Rock was all the way down at number seven, 134. And Eraser down at 14. It was not a big success. But uh, number one movie of the year was definitely well, Independence Day by almost yes. 100 million domestically. And-
1: I remember those other ones coming out, but these guys, those three came out within mm-hmm. three weeks of each other. Sure, It was like, when it's hot outside and your ass wants to be in a cold seat, mm-hmm. those were the three they gave you. Yep. And Independence Day was, was big. It I was went, sassy.
0: I went and saw Independence Day three times in the theater. I think I did it twice. Yeah, I loved it.
1: Uh, the It can't be understated how they took some of the Star Wars strategy as well of shooting miniature explosions mm-hmm. in slow motion or in high speed. Blowing up the landmarks in that movie blew people's fucking minds.
0: Blew people's fucking minds. Nobody had ever seen that shit before. Yeah, and now it's 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 just a trope in films where oh god, London's getting blown up again, again. Bummer. G-
1: GI Joe Eight. Let's drop some more sticks from space on London.
0: Yeah, you just it's it's now kind of shitty to see. And the one thing I took away from this film that I enjoyed for a long time. Was that th- there was destruction, but it wasn't the cliche destruction that we were used to. Like, hey, Big Ben's going down again, kids, until Big Ben goes down again, kids. I was like, why is it London every time? Jesus.
2: Well, the eye gets it, too, pretty good. Oh, the eye. Is- Everybody likes to crush the eye. Look out for the eye, guys. God damn it.
1: They only really get the Taj Mahal that one time. Yeah, yeah.
0: What's wrong with Taj Mahal? It's blow that fucker blow up. Blow that the time. shit up all the like time. Twice a week.
1: What isn't it like some me- symbol of love?
0: Yeah, it's blow it up. Yeah, blow it up, man. Fuck it. Fuck it. Airs rock. Blow that shit up. Blow it up. The Eiffel Tower. Oh, that gets crushed all the time. Dude. It
2: didn't get crushed in this movie. At the end of the movie, when? Eh, it probably
0: did. It just the, uh, we didn't see it.
2: No, when the spaceships are leaving, there's the Eiffel Tower, so that you know it's fucking France, all right. and they're pulling out. And I'm like, but. They didn't kill the Eiffel Tower.
0: Well, I was mostly talking about other films. The Eiffel Tower goes down every time in other films. Well, yeah. But it, I just I'm tired of seeing that. I'm tired of like yeah. after we saw San Andreas and how cliche like shitting out a Roland in Emmerich film San Andreas was without any of the like fun stupid stuff. Yeah great well, so did LA's you know, getting wiped out again we don't fucking care but i liked that this one kind of avoided it until that one london scene
1: well it actually i thought the way that it played was it played on screen exactly what you're talking about like oh we we're over this because goldblum says oh they like to go after the the uh landmarks mm-hmm. and london bridge gets destroyed the next two shots are the Eiffel Tower not getting destroyed, and the foot stopping just shy of the White House. Yeah, exactly. So on screen, he's like, "Uh, one, Fox wouldn't give me enough money to do that, and two, I'm over it.
0: Yeah, yeah, good for him. Be over it. Fuck that cliche. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, so let's talk about the cast a little bit. Uh, There's no Will Smith. There is Liam Hemsworth, basically stepping into the lead kick-ass guy role, even though
1: Will Smith's son is in this one.
0: Would you say that Liam Hemsworth's character is the lead kick-ass guy?
1: He is, because of one scene where he basically, you find out that he's in charge of the moon base. Like, there's this whole chain of command, but when Liam Hemsworth says, everybody fuck off, they do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he
1: is the lead badass, and it's only that, actually, no, there's other times that uh, even Will Smith's will smith's uh whatever his name is in the movie lieutenant
0: okay i'm gonna burn the question right now yeah. name one character from this film other than whitmore
2: uh I mr president
0: yeah mr president is Pres- one Wh- of them president what is whitmore what is the president's name no they, pre- that's ex-president whitmore there is a president oh played by cella ward
2: yeah yeah i don't know
0: Name one. We can't name one. I got it right in front of me, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa!"
2: <laughs> yeah, all my, uh, all my follow-up questions. I just have, uh, you know, things like the girlfriend, the black guy, <laughs> the black guy, because I don't know their names. Goldblum. Yeah, Goldblum's
1: name is said about fifty times during the movie, so we should remember it. Uh, data.
0: Yeah, not his name's not data in the film.
1: No, nobody's... Does that mean
0: that we don't give a shit about any of these characters?
1: No, we don't.
0: I don't think I do either.
1: And we didn't give a shit about them the first time
0: around. (laughs) Really?
1: (laughs) But we liked watching those buildings get blown up. And we were finally getting to see some goddamn space aliens on TV again, or on the screen again.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's basically a a 1990s version of the 50s Invasion of Earth movies Absolutely. Uh or so, but fun. Yeah, anyways, not enough about Independence Day. Let's talk about Independence Day Resurgence. So you got Liam Hemsworth. His name, uh, Jake Morrison, in case we uh, want to reference that earlier. We'll probably forget. Uh, Gold Bloom's in it again. His character's name is David Levinson.
1: You just said Jake Morrison. Who's that? Jake Morrison is Liam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dylan Hiller is oh, that's, William Will Smith's <laughs> son's name. Dylan Hiller, played by Jesse T. Usher.
2: Oh, that's not even Will Smith's kid? No. Well, of course not. Jaden's doing kung fu and shit. I
1: thought he was doing cross-dressing.
2: <laughs> really?
1: Really. Ooh.
0: Okay. Well, whatever. It's to to each their bus. own, right? Yeah. yeah it's, it.
1: his, it's his business. Yeah. Little, when he puts it on TV, it's our business. <laughs> it's a little bit of
0: Will Smith's business, too. <laughs>
1: well, he's just going to punch it out on that uh, superhero movie. If, if
0: you're making a career off of your son's acting ability, then I guess it's your son's your business. So whatever uh bill pullman of course is back make monroe she was the blonde girl uh, president daughter. whitmore's daughter yeah
1: so she's a a, a pro kite boarder turned actress kite boarder. what's a kiteboarder? board surfboards with the parachute you do the crazy shit okay so you jump like, out of a plane with no a par- you just take the 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 sea breeze okay you get on and it's like a wakeboard kind of mixed with the surfboard. You. It's got rubber binding things that keep your feet in it, Uh. and then you grab two handles to a parachute, and you're using that as a sail, but these assholes will get like 30 feet in the air sometimes when they're doing this shit.
0: How's that different than wind sailing?
1: Uh, You don't get 30 feet in the air when you're wind sailing. I've seen guys get pretty crazy with the wind sails. Yeah, but the sail's attached to the board. This is just a parachute. The wind sail's attached to the board. That's what I'm saying, that this is not. It's a fucking parachute that you hold onto that's like a kite, basically. Oh,
0: like parasailing kind of thing, but you got a board on you?
1: It's like a kite big enough to pick you up in the air 30 feet, why yes. it's called kiteboarding. Huh, interesting. Yeah, and she used to do that and then decided to act.
0: Okay, so is this her first big thing? No.
1: No, she's been out of stuff. You guys just liked one. I think you gave her due to a It Follows, right? Didn't you give a due Oh, to that? yeah, she's an It She's follows? the oh, star okay. of that. All
0: right, yeah. That's a good movie. I wouldn't be like, oh, well, she was great in it. It's just a fun, good movie. Yeah. Uh, eh, She was okay in this. She needs to eat some cheeseburgers.
1: She does. I thought that was a very odd decision to let her do the boob flex thing with the pistol. Mm. Towards the end, mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, that's weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Need to pack on some weight there, kid. Uh, Selim Ward. William Fichtner's got a big role this time.
1: Well, Billy Fichtner.
0: Yeah. He's back. The, uh, General Adams. He's the leader of the alien resistance I think, or just the leader of the world's military. So he's... Is this
2: the Africa guy?
0: No, no, no. William Fichtner is the guy that you've seen in every fucking movie ever.
2: Who becomes the president. And
0: nobody can remember his goddamn name ever.
2: Kind of has a Doberman pincher face. That's him. That's the guy. Okay. Yeah, William Fichtner.
1: He is, before shit goes down, uh, all he is is the military liaison to that facility.
0: The Area 51 facility? Yes. So he's
1: the top military brass in whatever Jeff Goldblum's character's name is. Levinson. Levinson. (laughs) Because Levinson runs that facility now. Okay. All right.
0: Levinson's kind of a big deal on planet Earth. Like he's He's still got the reputation for saving the world that one time. Yeah. And he's also the lead scientist to kind of adapt technology into fighting these assholes if they ever come back.
1: Right? Yes. Okay.
2: And he misses Thanksgiving with his dad. Right. Speaking of which, Chet Hirsch is back.
1: Peddling books and fishing. Yeah.
2: Peddling books at retirement homes. I think that's an important thing.
0: We finally get to the uh, character slash actor that I want to really talk about. And I think you all could probably guess. Oh, I I know where
2: you're going with this.
0: Yeah. Uh, Brent Spiner's back.
1: Oh, no. I thought you were going to talk about somebody else.
0: Vivica A. Fox.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) Stripper turned doctor. She
1: was putting herself through college, Jackie.
2: (laughs) I stand corrected. We'll barely
0: talk about Vivica A. Fox.
1: I actually, the statement this movie makes in Roland Emmerich's feeling about Vivica A. Fox is, you were the biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Off the building. <laughs> She's, uh...
0: No, I want to talk about Brent Spiner. Yeah. I thought he was the goddamn Wait, was who the is show stealer. Wait, who's Is that Data? Data, yes. Yeah, he was the show stealer oh, yeah, he... in
1: the first one. Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't have such a role
0: in the first one. Like It was kind of like, hey, there's kind of a funny, wacky guy that's in a couple scenes. Brent Spiner's a central character to this entire thing.
1: Yes, and that he is so, he's an evil man. His character is an evil man.
0: He's evil? He, or
1: is he just daffy? He's nuts, but given the opportunity, he would take anything apart regardless of the consequences. Oh, yeah.
0: No, he's... he's. Uh, I want to fuck with that thing.
1: Yeah. There is, there is no reason in this guy's head, and uh, what's interesting is that he's so foregrounded in this story when he's a loose cannon.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that guy is a wild <laughs> card. He could easily... Save everybody or blow everybody up.
1: And wouldn't be able to tell the difference afterwards.
0: No, he would just keep grabbing on to shit. Yeah. He's kind of
1: like Mr. Fantastic in
0: that way. Like, he's super genius, but, you know, I'm going to push the button. I want to see what happens.
1: Oh, yeah. He wants to see what happens.
0: But he, I thought Brett Spiner was fucking fantastic. Oh, he was. And there was one point in this film where I almost threw this thing in the trash, where I was like, God damn it, I'm walking out of this fucking movie. And we'll get to that, but uh, I'm really glad that Brett Spiner was in it again, because bravo, sir. It wasn't just because of my affinity towards TNG and being like, yeah, get him, Data. I truly thought that Brett Spiner had a character that had stupid lines that he killed. He killed those stupid lines. He nailed the stupid lines
2: and made it funny. I'm I- going to burn a question. Do you think that's his real hair? Uh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. I yeah. thought that everything he did was perfect.
0: Yeah, he was great. Or Brett Spiner.
1: I thought that everything that Goldblum did was perfect too.
0: Uh yeah, Jeff Jeff Goldblum was good. I thought he wasn't bloomy enough though. I could have used more bloomy. Like there was only a couple times where he was like and 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 the thing comes down and you, and you you, 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 you you look at it and uh he just was a little too well spoken. He and was not well, he has to be jittery. He he hadn't drank enough coffee for his character.
1: Well, in, in the first one, he's uh, his life is a wreck. In this one, he's in charge of the human race. Yeah. So he's a little bit more collected. Yeah, okay. But I don't think, I mean, everything he everything he did during the movie was good. He didn't fuck anything up.
0: Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, there's your rounders, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I th- about- I, What do you think
1: about Pullman? He
0: looked good. Yeah, he looks good. He doesn't look like he's an old man. Uh, how old is Bill Pullman? Sixty. You think? Yeah. How can you want to put a guess on Bill Pullman? Fifty-five. Fifty-five. He is. Uh, you know what's really stupid is if you look up him on your phone, it'll tell you his age directly. Uh, if you look at it on the computer, it says the birth year. So now I got to do the fucking math.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, thanks the internet.
0: Thanks having two different internets. World. Uh, 1953. So he's sixty-two. Two years old. Three. Yeah.
1: Sixty-three years
0: old. Well, he will be at the end of this year.
2: Ah. I like when he goes to die though in this film and they give him a haircut and he doesn't he no longer looks Spoiler like a, like a uh transient.
0: Uh let's dive into this unless anybody has any further thoughts to get to, because I think everybody just wants to tell spoilers.
1: S- spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers or aliens.
0: Hey, whoa. <laughs> oh.
1: Spoiler, they come back.
0: Welcome to Earth, Punch. <laughs>
2: Uh, they addressed
1: that nice when liam hensworth punched it and it's like what are you doing this is a fucking mechanical exoskeleton yeah. which makes me go back to the first one will smith's an asshole
0: well will smith is such an I, asshole yeah <laughs> after earth buddy
1: <sighs>
0: oh, suicide squad
1: looks <sighs> real bad <sighs> and that's you know the guys down at dc have gotta be rolling over <sighs> because deadpool just killed it and it's such a copy of Slade Wilson that his name is Wade Wilson. Yeah. Like, yeah. they just, they're having our cake and eating it, too. Yeah. Our, our goat is in their yard.
0: All right. So, out in space, the message of Bill Pullman saying, Today we take back our Earth. This is our Independence Day. Which is, a, a, in truth, after watching movies for 20 years, is a
1: pretty good speech. I remember it.
0: Yeah. It's a pretty good speech. I mean, you you kind of go back while you're hearing it and being like, you know, you never question why the first one who chose the idea of Independence Day, like, oh, well, our release date's going to be the 2nd of July because everybody thinks it's the 4th. It was the 2nd. Power went out in California, all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's a really well t- apt title for what the film is trying to say, that it, it's going to take something, if something were to happen, the only way we can defeat is if we come together, and that is Earth's Independence Day from our own foolishness essentially and it's a great speech that sums that up so i like that they brought that back you know what i mean Mm -hmm. okay so out in space there's some creep critters they get it they get the message they're like fuck you bill pullman kicked our ass last time we're gonna come kick your ass right now (laughs) right now (laughs) i like that there's not much of a setup like they're really they're only at the beginning you're, you're felt with their only motivation is revenge and throughout the whole thing these aliens kind of thing is just it's
1: pretty revengey it's revengey the science doesn't make sense what
0: science huh? yeah we what can't is, really
1: because they're like oh this is why they're here they're gonna take the molten core yeah take the one on venus there's nobody on that yeah we don't even care
0: no we don't give a shit
1: yeah no they're revenging
0: yeah pretty much revenge revenge or they're just
1: bad at picking take over the whole universe and they're bad at picking
0: so president whitmore's kind of now crazy Everybody thinks he's insane. He's the kooky, daffy old guy. Even though he's really not that old. He looks pretty good. But he's not trusted. uh, If he says some weird shit, like he's having nightmares uh, about this circle with a line through it and everybody thinks it's just crazy talk because he's senile or whatever. But he's got such a close connection from the time that he spoke and dealt with the aliens in the first one that now he's got the brain mother in his mental... Psyche, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yeah, so they have a, a psionic connection.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's got his daughter. She is. Uh, she's somebody.
1: What's she do? She she was a pilot. Now she is the president's aide.
2: That's kind of what I got too. Is that she was a very successful pilot, mm-hmm. and then she she kind of gave that up to take care of Bill Pullman, a uh, president Whitmore. Ah, mm-hmm. I remembered mm-hmm. somebody's name. But
0: there she
1: works for the actual president too.
0: Yeah. 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 And she's engaged to Liam Hensworth's character, Jake Morrison, who is a moon guy. He's uh, a pilot, I guess. Uh, 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 He's a tug pilot. A tug pilot on this <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> on this moon base that's got a mega weapon. Because Earth has adapted all the leftover technology from the alien invasion in the first one to make mega weapons.
1: Yes, the fusion drives... Which is, everything is based on, I guess.
0: Which I thought was an interesting filmmaking choice because you don't see it coming. Wait a minute. This is not our planet. It's the, This new earth has all this fancy technology. There's huge mega buildings in Washington, D.C. that don't exist in our time. Yeah. Uh, there are
2: TVs the size of the White House or bigger.
0: Or bigger. It's sort of the future. Like, there's a future element, even though it takes place in our world and timeline which I thought was an interesting way of approaching a summer blockbuster. Yeah. You're separating the film audience from the reality that they live in. Like this is not your world. If it gets sploded, it's okay.
1: Yeah. All of a sudden our first film was alternate history. Yeah. You're, you are living in an alternate present.
0: So Jake's up there on the moon and he's all freewilling it, and he's got this buddy co-pilot that's kind of a doofus talking about getting banged all the time and not paying attention to his job. And they fuck up the mega weapon
1: somehow. So it doesn't work, right? And it's going to fall over. And what it is is, I think, the first instance where you can really see Fox just getting in there and telling them how to make the movie. Okay. There's no way that Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich want to spend $10 million on not tipping over the super weapon. <laughs> they, they had, their script was rewritten like five times. Fox tried as hard as they could to shake these guys off of their own ideas mm-hmm. so that they could own the franchise, did everything they could. They wouldn't, they held on like Doberman's and, and stayed on the project no matter what. And uh, this is the first time that you can see a Fox forced decision that, Oh, we got to do this excitement sequence that is before the invasion. Mm hmm. No assholes spend money on fighting aliens.
0: Yeah, no this this part was really not interesting. It's a 10 exciting. million dollar sequence. It sucked. Yeah. It, w- it was not stimulating. Uh, this sequence may have dropped it out of something I'm going to say later, but let's put an asterisk on this sequence, sure, and save it. Um, but yeah, they they he does a move and like he shifts he downshifts all of Fast and Furious, and that makes his space car go faster actually
1: he didn't downshift he he burnt out the fusion drives so he used his uh his warp speed yeah basically he used his fast travel drives in order to keep it from tipping over
0: which wouldn't that destroy everything in the wake of behind him once it was was balanced
1: i think i don't well i again their science is so screwy it doesn't Eh, matter okay because they do it again later uh It works, but the ship is the drives are burned out, and they have to fix them.
0: So what? So what? Who cares that the fucking shit? Whatever. You got unlimited technology. Who like? There was some like, "Whoa, you burned out our ship!" And the audience is sitting there going, "Who fucking cares?" The sequence was stupid. It was
2: dumb. Who fucking gives a shit? He downshifted and saved the mega weapon. That's dumb. Well, it would have crushed everybody in the space station too
0: that we don't know or care
1: about they're all about to get dusted by fucking spooky aliens so did levinson design this system it's a big heavy weapon Uh and then it can fall on the control room yep top heavy doesn't sound like a very good design it's a
0: real leaner this one um hmm. where should we put that space station well in its shadow for
1: sure we should just put the control center right where it would tip over.
0: Oh, this sequence is but I can I can kind of see Jackie your your sentiment with with after 30 minutes of preview and then you're given this. Like this is action. No, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. I haven't fox. even
2: looked at my watch yet. Oh. During
0: during during dangerous moon sequence,
2: yeah, the dangerous moon sequence is—we're not even thirty minutes in yet.
0: All right, well, downstairs, back on Earth, uh, they've got uh, all the aliens locked up at the Area Fifty-One from the first movie. Uh, they've got like like uh, the raft from Marvel Comics type super prison, pri- max prison for spooky aliens. Yet they still have their armor on
2: well they can't take it off of them why not because there's an eject button in the inside and they can't get to it
1: uh will smith punched one's face off uh they what's the spiner opened one up in the last one yeah but then it freaked out so i don't know i mean i'll make some bullshit uh point a point b for them they had been in stasis so why fuck with them okay maybe they can stay uh, in stasis in the suit you it's, know- a, it's an environment suit it has to have some sort of uh Benefits besides just armor.
0: Okay, so it's an environment suit. Uh, do you th- you think that they can walk? They walk around on their own spaceships without them. So you've adapted all your their technology. Just do that and play it safe, because you know what, Sam? If Looney Bin Jim is a fucking vegetable, you don't fucking hand him a gun. No, safety first. Absolutely, dumbasses. All right, so they're there, and they start fucking being all weird. Like, they start freaking out and stuff. So they're out of their stasis. Good thing they're in the armor.
1: Yeah. Well, I think there's also a point where you got to be like, because they they touch upon a little bit here how those things coming down, Mm -hmm. that ain't the end of it. You're dealing with thousands and thousands of displaced soldiers that they Mm -hmm. had to deal with afterwards. Maybe there's a point where you're just fucking throwing them in there just to get them fucking in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I 20 years uh, so in Africa Jeff Goldblum is going to go do some research on uh, one of the one of the big ships and he has to get through this uh, Mabula guy that have has formed a tribe that are just essentially alien assassins is that what they're he's a is? warlord okay he's a warlord warring against who because earth is a peaceful place This is like Star Trek earth now
1: yeah and again the, the earth was fucked up pretty good by these guys. Yeah, pretty dusted. That one didn't crash. Okay. So it's fully intact. The power goes down, but you have an entire crew of alien combatants. So they were probably at war for 10 fucking years there. Fighting over that thing. With no one can help them because everybody's got their own problems. Yeah. In okay. fact, uh they I guess they Fox released a part of the Shaking Devlin and uh, uh Roland Emmerich off of this. They released three companion novels before this movie came out. Ah. I didn't read any of them. I don't know what yeah, happens, but yeah. I guess you know there's probably a war there. Well,
0: we're not talking about those. We're talking about the movie.
1: I know, and in the movie, they allude to the fact that there was a long conflict between these, uh, this nation and that ship.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that works. Uh, Levinson down there meets up with this lady named Dr. Catherine Marceau, and uh, I guess they're old lovers
1: or
2: something. Uh, they're conference bangers. Yeah, they're conference bangers. I like
0: that. Okay. So they want to go check out this thing and they have to go through this ordeal to get through the uh Ubuntu. Um, 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 Isn't Ubuntu um, a uh
1: open source operating system? Yeah, it's part it's one of the uh, Linux yeah. GUIs.
0: Nerds. Uh so they go onto the ship and apparently the power's come back on. And here's here's where I'm starting to question things. Is all these things are starting to happen like uh weird signals and people are getting flashes in their brain, and the power's back on on this big ship suddenly, and the aliens are freaking out. Isn't that a pretty like? A hey, um, I think they're coming.
1: Yeah, they they should be uh, right when Glo- Goldblum knows that the power came back mm-hmm. on. He needs to get on the horn.
0: They're they're coming. These we defeated their last one because we killed the power from their mothership. Now they've got power again.
2: I'm pretty sure there's mothership coming. Something, yeah. Yep. So, you you got to talk about the nerdy lawyer guy though. That's with Goldblum at this okay. point. All right. Yeah. Because he does. He is a little bit of comic relief there at the end with the the final confrontation. And so we got to mention that there's this nerdy lawyer guy there that's supposed to be. Um, I don't know what he's doing. He's-, he's supposed to be supervising something or giving a recommendation for more funding. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's
1: following Levinson around to see whether. Or not, they need to keep funding his projects.
0: Because it's been 20 years and we haven't heard anything. It's that old trope.
1: Aliens are never going to come back. We won. High five.
0: Yeah, move on. Up on the moon, Dylan has come up to moon base with his team of fancy spaceship pilots, uh, which are basically F-16s modified into spaceships.
1: If they would have shot rainbows, they could have been Megaforce 2.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And him and Jake have got some old history because Jake was
1: Hot essentially, dogging it.
0: he was maverick. He's too, he's, he's a loose cannon, man. You're yeah. too aggressive a pilot. You're going to get co-pilots killed type thing. And, uh, well, they don't have a whole lot of time to fucking address their relationship issues because spooky spaceship is on its way. And it's this ball thing.
1: Uh, this is the point where I realized that Roland Emmerich has gone a step farther because Fox is sort of forcing him to adopt themes from other films to make sure it's successful. Mm-hmm. And so he goes one step further and takes the spaceship with the improbability drive from Douglas Adams drawings. Yeah. It's, and the ball as well. He's like, fine, I'm going to borrow things that are successful. They probably didn't even notice.
0: Probably not.
1: Probably didn't even notice that's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Indeed.
0: So they're, they go through that old trope again of, while well, it hasn't done anything to us, well, you know what happened last time? We didn't do anything. We should shoot it down. The military is like, shoot it down. And the rationales are like, well, let's try to talk to it first. But shoot it down wins.
1: Shoot it down was Russia and France.
2: And the United States. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's not a super majority.
2: (laughs) It's like three people spoke up and one guy was like, I don't think we should do this. And then all the other people were like, well, maybe something will happen. If I say nothing, I'm not going to be held responsible. It didn't
0: even seem like there was a full vote before the president was like,
1: Boop. Yeah. Lasers. Russia and France said, go for it. He's like, all right. <laughs> I, I was already I have my pants halfway down. <laughs> Shit, yeah.
0: I got my helmet with the two <laughs> beer cans on. <laughs>
1: Let's do this.
0: <laughs> so they shoot it and they blast it pretty good and it goes bouncing along and uh crashes on the moon someplace. So they send Jake and uh uh Well, no, they don't send Jake. They're like, fuck it. We got a celebration to have for the anniversary of Blow Up Aliens
1: Day.
2: Because we beat the comeback. They've come back for us and we killed them first. No, I thought
1: that they had this celebration planned before that. Nope. This is the celebration of winning the war. They just had right then.
2: They came back and we kicked their ass. Really? So now let's have a party.
1: That's how it played on screen to me. So if they're trying for something else, they fucked it up. That's, yeah, I'm uh,
2: with Sam. That's what I thought, too. Because
0: I thought that there was like this big deal like, bravo, guys, it's been 20 years, 20 and we're years. still kicking ass. Let's get Tom Whitmore out. Oh, we can't. He's fucking nutty. Let's get Robert Loggia out here. Yeah. Did you know that that was Robert Lo- Robert Loggia stars in this film? Well, he doesn't star, but he's in it.
1: He's in it. Mm-mm. I saw him.
0: I was like, hey, it's Robert Loggia. I did not know that that was Robert Loggia. Mm. The The old guy at the the... It's not a parade. It's a, I don't know. It's a conference.
2: No, it it's a public super display. Fluff.
0: Yeah, super fluff is a good way of putting it. He was the old guy that Whitmore's like winking a gun to.
2: So
1: how old is Loja?
2: Uh, let's check. I wonder if he even knew that he was making a movie. He looked he looked like he did, but he, I he was mean, being held up. Yeah, but he was very old, and he, he looked very fragile. Like I like this outfit. That's kind of the look he had on his face. Like, do I get to keep this? What are we we doing?
1: Yeah. Who's to say that Robert Loja wasn't in a war?
0: Robert Loja is dead.
1: What? That was a computerized Robert Loja?
0: He died in December of 2015 at the age of 85.
1: So he died right after they shot this?
0: Like, had to have been immediately.
1: Like, they turned the camera off. Cut. We're going to get one more. We're sorry. Robert Loja is dead. He's not
0: available. Oh, that sucks. Oh, sorry to see you go, Robert Loja.
2: Oh, that does suck. I like that old guy. Yeah, everybody, I, well, everybody likes Robert Loggia. Yeah.
0: Oh, how sad. Except for when he was an over the top.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So uh, so Goldblum is supposed to appear at this super fluff, but he's like, no, I got to figure out what's going on with those. I got to figure out what's going on with those aliens on the moon.
1: You've got to, but 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 but, yeah, but see, the thing bo- is just we go we, we both go, go walking ah.
0: Sam we both go a little walking. No,
1: I, I I walking doesn't stutter that's you got to stutter with both of them
0: your stutter's good but you're going
1: go, go, going you're doing
0: the thing where you yeah we suck all right so they're gonna go up on the moon and uh, he wants to check it out so he brings uh Ubuntu and uh, his team and Catherine and and Jake goes and gets them in Africa and they go and check it out and they uh, they're picking this thing up and it's. A little armageddon Like, oh, danger while picking this fucking thing up because, oh my God, it's a huge spaceship!
2: Uh, I do believe that it was cloaked. Yeah, was it? On the approach, it, it looked like cloaked. it was uncloaking itself as it made its a approach little, yeah. over the moon.
0: But then I thought maybe it was just really shiny.
2: It
1: uncloaked. I, I agree
2: with Jackie.
0: Okay. Well, nobody sees it coming. And it's 3,000 miles wide. Yes.
1: Uh, they do a shitty job driving it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They gradually realize that in the moment, whoops, Gary! <laughs> 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 I am to drink it. like, Well,
1: it's a queen in charge, right? So you don't want to bother her. Yeah, I guess that's so true. You're like, she's been should, drinking. Should we tell her that <laughs> we're, we're in their airspace now?
0: There's a moon in the fucking way.
1: Do, do you think she'll just notice we're here? I don't want to bother <laughs> her. Do you want to tell her? I don't want to tell her.
0: She just smashes she, the shit yeah, out of the moon.
1: She killed Glenn last time we told her. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that she would She would be that lady. Just eat your face. Yeah, she would shoot you right in the dick.
0: I did some research. Oh, if this thing has a diameter of 3,000 miles, you want to know how much of the Earth's surface it would uh, occupy?
1: Yes. The US almost. One-eighth
0: of the Earth's surface.
1: One-eighth. Yeah. Which in on screen, it's like... Half. Quite a bit. It's a pretty it's, big ship. Eh, it's probably. Eh, they're, they're close.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad.
1: I have a. a they're talking about its own gravity here. Mm. So how dense do you think that thing is?
0: Uh, Well, for it to do what it had, did, it's got to be pretty fucking dense because like, it overpowers Earth's gravity.
1: Yeah. So, but I'm thinking like just to do, to behave in the manner that it behaves, let's just say it's three times as dense as the Earth. Mm-hmm. We all died when it landed because our gravity got too powerful. Right. Those gravitational fields joined. Our respiratory systems can't keep up with right. that. Yep. We're already dead. We all died right then. Yeah. Uh, This movie is not
0: about the science, gentlemen. Or it's not very dense. It's just a spaceship that's pretty big, and then it wouldn't have its own gravitational field. And even if it did, it wouldn't be stronger than Earth. So, yeah, buildings don't fly up off of Earth because, you know what? Earth's got a pretty serious gravitational field. God damn it, Roland. But that's okay. It makes excitement. Uh, well, if you're Fox. So we should, you know, I w- let's just burn Judge Hurst's character right now for the entirety of the fucking film because his character has no point in this
1: movie. Well, they have to have the station wagon kids. Uh, they do.
2: He adopts a whole other family at yeah. the end.
1: Yeah, Can't have the kids in the bus without him. Uh,
2: Why was that even necessary?
0: We need the kids in the bus too.
1: So I think that uh, so
2: that we could get a dog in this
1: movie somewhere. Fox. Yeah, Fox yeah. was like, "Will you have to do all these things?" Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich said, "Sure, we got Judd Hirsch for that." Yeah,
2: yeah, and they it were like, worked. My wife's dog wants to be in this movie. Whoa, that's your wife's dog? Holy shit.
1: Yeah, fuck
0: talking about Judd Hirsch, whose character serves no purpose. Let's talk about this goddamn wicked-looking dog for a
1: while. (laughs) It's like Mr. Winkle. It is fucking freaky looking. It
0: is. But it's funny because it's not in your face when you first see it. It's just on somebody's lap, and you're supposed to be looking at the character who's delivering the lines, but your eyeballs just go straight to the psycho dog. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking crazy looking.
1: I don't even know what happened in that scene because I was like, holy
2: shit, freakish dog. Do not give that dog a knife. It is crazy. (laughs) That dog looks like it probably has a knife already. (laughs) Tucked in. Like, it's got a leg strap on the back of its right leg. It's tucked in by its wiener. So that way when somebody comes up, he's like, what, you want to mess with me? Give you the psycho eyes and then I'll whip out (laughs) my freaking wiener knife.
1: Why it looks so freaky is it's actually a dog made of knives that sewed itself a dog cover with its teeth.
0: It is maybe the poorest casting in film I've ever (laughs) seen. (laughs) Or the best. Well, the best for us, because it's hilarious. But, well, boy, if you're just the standard moviegoer, you're like, wait, what the fuck happened in that entire scene? Because you're absolutely right. You're just drawn to that psychotic-looking dog.
2: I was waiting for that dog to like go at somebody's throat. Like I kind of thought for a second uh, when it got off the bus... That it was going to get some alien bones or something, you know, like it was going to rush an alien, it was going to get somebody, but no, it just kind of peed and then got back on the bus.
1: I think if we were to stay, if we would have stayed for the end of the credits with one of the last lines where like, no animals were harmed in the making of this film, it actually said the dog was not harmed in the making of this film. However, the dog did bite 73 people in the face. That is true. (laughs)
0: Many humans lost their lives. Uh, So anyways, Jed Hirsch is this old guy, and he has old guy adventures. He
1: jumps his boat over the White House and survives in New Orleans or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's just doing his thing. So uh, let's get to Brent Spiner. He's uh, still at Area 51, and he went into a coma from getting the alien's neck thing sucked around his head. I guess so. Okay. It's been 20 years. So he wakes up, and he's also having the alien symbol scribbles.
2: Uh, His hair is fantastic. When I'm old, I hope I have hair like that. It is it is badass.
0: This fucking plot synopsis, the next line, is On Earth in Washington, D.C., a celebration is held for shooting down the craft. That is fucking retarded. You guys are absolutely right. That's what happened, according to this synopsis writer. Yeah, it wasn't a 20-year God thing. God damn it. That's terrible. We just put this together today, this, this old thing, this old production, <laughs> yeah. with the giant TVs that are bigger than most.
1: I like that they were TVs. giant TVs, too. They, they weren't, like every other large screen that's built of little modules that don't look like that, it was just like, in the future, we'll have giant TVs. (laughs) 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 Why? (laughs) Why would you do that? They've
0: got fusion power. Anti-grav lifters for crystal clear reproduction of your images.
2: The speakers on those are probably pretty powerful. Yeah.
0: So anyways, uh, Whitmore... Stumbles in, he's like, they coming, sort of. I don't know what the fuck he says. I've but. come to warn you. Yeah, but right then, the whole shit goes loose, and everybody gets images from space because they've got space infrared vision of the m- thing crashing into the moon and stuff.
1: The first instance of simultaneous information yeah. happens. The film <laughs> will feature many instances yes, of simultaneous really information does at that point the before the moon base gets exploded and then there's the area 51 and the president's like should be giving a speech but she can hear them and mm-hmm. talk to them so there's just simultaneous information
0: the giant huge tvs just should have had <laughs> just this flashing message of panic 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 because that's what it, all it does oh my god the moon is destroyed Everybody stay calm. Why did you show that? Like, in every other movie, it's like, well, we can't release that information right now because can you imagine the fucking chaos, the panic? Because There will be more deaths caused by uh, people freaking out and trampling each other than anything. And it's, well, we're not going to worry about that. Panic! Panic! Yeah. It's ridiculous. So the mothership comes to Earth and uh, it crashes. Well, it doesn't crash. It lands uh, over the Atlantic Ocean. But along the way, it destroys... Most of.
1: Well, so let's. It doesn't work geographically so it, either. You,
0: right. It comes it over is able to Asia.
1: Smash. So it's got one leg that it can either get London or Paris. Not both. Well,
0: let's back up before then. It sucks up Asia. Like all the buildings and the Asians get sucked up by its own gravity well, and they're getting flung around. Yeah. And we should also mention that Jake and the people on the spaceship are also getting dragged through this thing's uh, gravitational field. But they're okay because they got super spaceship. And pee proof suits. And pee proof suits. Great line. They uh, so it goes over China and Dubai, sucking up stuff, and then then it takes out London.
1: See, I think it goes over Asia, which I'll I'll give them that. Okay. But then it's supposed to land over the Atlantic,
0: right? But it goes through London first. Yeah. So it goes from China heading west through London, then lands in the Atlantic to do its job. And then somehow, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Judd Hirsch is in
1: Florida. He's
0: in Florida. I don't think that's 3,000 miles. in the
1: Gulf, maybe. You don't know where he is. I envision him. No, they say he's in Florida. The kids are from Florida.
2: The kids say, my parents were in Florida on vacation. Where the fuck
1: is Judd Hirsch? I think that it's, and I still haven't seen whichever one it is, where John Cusack jumps his limousine over to the world ending. Yeah. and makes it mm-hmm. judd hirsch which i guess they had to cut for time i think jumps over most of the united states in his boat and he's okay
0: it does not make sense
1: no but he gets knocked out
0: yeah so he gets saved and uh the one the one takeaway i have here also is uh we should also mention where the fuck is Vivica A. fox well she's a doctor and
1: why is she a doctor
0: <laughs> because it's a funny joke you got it jackie got it
1: i just i yeah Way through I guess so. Okay.
0: So, uh, but why is she in the film?
1: So that Roland Emmerich can throw yeah, her off right. a building and say, You're the worst mistake of my life. Uh, it was great. Well, She's you know, it adds there.
2: it adds another depth to the Hilbert uh character because Hiller. Hillard. because Hibbert? Hibbert. Hibbert, whatever that kid's name is. Because you know, his dad died in the first one. Uh huh. And then now uh well, his dad
0: doesn't die in the first one.
2: Well, he dies he and dies. then now his mom is dead, and she was saving a baby.
0: It's so stupid. Which is
2: probably an illegal alien.
1: I'm going to burn the question now. Baby, what country is this? That's true. Do you think the baby and the kid, the baby and the lady, make it?
0: I and left with nothing to, else to infer, Sam.
1: Well, I, I believe that that chopper was headed for the Cheyenne Mountain Complex. Oh, nobody there made it. Uh oh. Oh no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Way to sacrifice yourself, Vivica a. Fox. Well, like, I guess you didn't have much of a choice, but anyways, yeah, Vivica a. Fox stars in this film for a second, which is her second appearance on sticker madness. We should mention. Yes. So president Whitmore is like, I want to go talk to that alien. Cause that's my best bill Pullman impression. So he goes down to area 51 and he's, he puts himself in with the, the spooky alien that does the neck thing and slams him against the wall just like the first one, so they everybody has a conversation, and they learn that she is coming. And uh, she is...
1: Not Sandal Bergman.
0: Not Sandal Bergman from such fine films as she, uh, for those who don't pay attention. She's the alien queen, or an alien queen. And what these guys are doing is they're fracking the earth, essentially.
1: This makes no sense whatsoever.
0: They that This is their whole... Business of being spooky aliens is they they just go from planet to planet, sucking
1: out the cores,
0: sucking out the core so that they can fuel their ships and build more technology.
1: So it's like five times as much mass as they have. Right. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Maybe they have some sort of condenser or something.
2: Well, you know, and if you're that technologically advanced, you probably don't need to suck out a core from a planet anymore.
1: And they all have them.
0: There's so many planets. Why and choose one that's populated?
2: the one with the
1: thing that's hard to find water.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think
1: they even in the first one, they say something They're about here water. For the water. Yeah. They're here for the water. I don't know why. Again, five rewrites.
0: Way to go. Fox. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's really stupid, but each one of these ships, even the last time we defeated them as a queen, we just didn't know it. So she's big and scary and nasty. And, uh, they learned that the sphere, the, uh, little round thing is like the last of its kind. It was a sentient race before they all got transferred into digital format. And now this is their, their existence, but this is the last of its kind because of the spooky aliens,
1: which he's the last them. of the Mohicans. Yeah. And sort of. he will find you. Cause if it's, if it is, as he says, he is, mm-hmm. he's not their collective existence is just in one basket.
0: Uh, maybe. Or they were individuals. Why wouldn't they be individuals?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, if, yeah, uh, that's a real head scratcher. There, uh, okay. we could probably uh do I'm a whole scratch podcast. my head about it.
0: So it's it's whole thing is it's got like a space base where it takes refugees and turns them into badasses and builds weapons to fight these fuckers. And they're they're like the resistance. Like this one's Neo, and well maybe Liam Hemsworth is Neo, and this is Carrie Ann Moss. I don't know. So they hatch a plan. They know that they've got a queen and they know that she's in the center of this spooky ship, and so they're going to send a strike force in. They're going to send the ace pilots to to launch fusion bombs at it and blow her to fucking kingdom come and then high-five each other and maybe some elbow bumps and then probably some Bud Lights.
1: This is at no point a good plan, especially if you've already suffered their sort of uh, tidal wave before. Mm-hmm. Even though when you see how much they've done in 20 years. And that this expeditionary force from, uh, what is the place called? Area 51. Area 51. Yeah. It's huge. It's like, okay, we're now ready to stand toe to toe. I think it's the first thing you learn. We
0: also have mega weapons down here.
1: We do. But the one thing that you should know from the first conflict is that you're never going to stand toe to toe with them.
0: Right. You're you never going to do it. Got to get tricky. Yeah. This isn't a good trick. And it's also not good for the movie theater audience. Cause It's 45 minutes into it. You know it doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's down there drilling into the Earth's core, and there's boatmen, these boat guys. Nah, fuck it. I don't even want to talk about the boat guys. It's just they get everybody else gets information. Uh, So they send this attack out, and they get their asses handed to them, just like Sam says, because the force is too great. They got these super turret guns. Pew, 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 pew. I did like the lasers in this. Uh, movie. The, it was very pew 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 ish.
1: Yeah, they. This is the sequence where they just take everything that Fox could take sound wise from the Star Wars movies and put it in here. They even have high flute as from the Return of the Jedi space battle in the music. Just anything that they mm-hmm. can try to borrow from another fucking movie, they throw in. Totally this is a huge huge cauldron of borrowed shit right here but it looks very good yeah i'm still like again the budget of this being 165 million i think they they really got their money's worth yeah yeah nothing looks bad nothing looks bad it sounds bad but yeah so
0: pew, 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 and uh it doesn't work sure shit they get their asses kicked the resistance or the defenses are too strong but they see like this fucking muffler They can fly into the exhaust, like every goddamn film ever, and attack it from the inside. And so they fly inside, and nobody follows them, and they're like, hey, weird, nobody followed us. Uh, My spider sense isn't tingling at all. So they go in, and they're going to blow it up. But then, like, they get these weird little things that fly in, attached to the bombs, and, like, take them out, and then explode. Like, the bombs explode. They detonate, but the
1: pilots are safe. They get to a certain point. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the control center of the ship releases an electromagnetic pulse or some such. Right. Their shit goes down. Right. Doesn't work anymore. Uh-huh. Then these little things fly out. Right. And they're, they only attach themselves to the bombers that have the fusion bombs. Right. Everything I just said. And they dampen it. They so create what? A, a force field so when those bombs blow up, the, it's all neutralized. Okay. So what? It didn't work. What didn't work? Because this is not their plan.
0: This is the fucking queen's plan. It's a trap. Oh, yeah. What's the trap?
1: They trapped those guys.
0: They don't use those guys. Like, that never pays out at all. It's like, she got us. Now we don't have those fusion bombs anymore. Well, your guys were getting their asses kicked outside. Yeah. Why not, like, not have an exhaust port in your stupid ship? Like, they didn't take the power of these fusion bombs and use them for anything. They they just detonated. And they don't take the pilots and use them for anything. What They
1: escape. They do. You can use the pilots because when they go in there, the rest of them outside cannot disengage now. So you're using them as a means to just disintegrate the entire force.
0: The rest of the pilots can't disengage. Why not?
1: They didn't because they have to make sure that it all goes. They're now running interference. So what that did, and it happened in the movie because nobody makes it back. What that did was allow their forces to completely disintegrate the air Force of the they Area were doing 51. that
0: before those guys went in there.
1: they would have retreated had they they were about to retreat. why can't you retreat because they're like, no wait let's go in we can make it in no, there's like six of them yeah once they made it in, then in the order is to continue to attack to keep the anyone from attacking the expeditionary force inside. it's dumb, but that's what happened. Jackie.
2: Yes. I was so.
0: Anything he just said.
2: No, I mean, it make makes sense. You feel
0: anything other than less stupid.
2: No, I mean. Because I... I
0: fucking feel retarded.
2: No, I knew where he was going. More than I felt
0: when I watched this.
2: No, I knew where he was going with that. And what he just said made total sense. Like, we have to see the mission through because yeah, they don't want everybody chasing them back into the ship and shooting them down before they have a chance to detonate. What's the trap? I understand the motivation for the humans. What's the fucking trap? What's the queen's
0: plan? Oh, she got us. Did she? You lost six pilots. You lost 40 before they even went into no, the stupid they, exhaust
1: port. They had thousands.
0: They Then they lost 994. No, they
1: lost them all. They were going to run when they had only experienced 40% losses. They go in. It looks like it's going to work. They stay complete. Uh, uh- I've
0: got a clear sense that this is a trap, boss. Are we that stupid? Is that what this film is saying? That mankind is that stupid that we can't... Uh, uh, base. I think this is a trap. Uh, just go for it. Fuck it.
1: Fuck it, yeah. Apparently, that's what they're saying. God
0: damn it. It's a trap, but I
2: still don't understand the Queen's motivation.
0: Other than, like, to get all the guys because she counts on the fact that we're fucking dumb.
2: Well, she's eliminating our ability to fight an air fight.
0: I understand. Yeah, that's her goal, but her big bet is that we're fucking stupid.
1: Well, it's not a big bet for her. It's A trap can be a minimal one. I don't know. Those fusion it's, bombs were supposed
0: to be pretty serious, but... It uh, didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work.
1: And it's still just, like, yeah. poking at us, right? I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to be a giant you know, you end could, game trap.
0: You could just open up the big laser and blow the whole thing up anyways, because you got the big laser still.
1: Yeah, but the big lasers, they have to break off the ship like they do later for yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. this is just testing the... Uh, arsenal capabilities of the enemy and disintegrating it. And it did. It was completely successful on their end. All
0: right. So that didn't go well. Uh, meanwhile, Brad Spiner's character, Brackish, Dr. Brackish, is uh, he's trying to get into that sphere thing. And he finally does and cracks it open. And now he's one with it. He's like everybody's touchy feely. And they realize that they got to uh, save this thing because the queen now knows that it's there. And and it's like a criminal in the in the queen's civilization like if we can kill this fucking thing the resistance over.
1: That's not even it's then the queen isn't the head of that civilization she's just the head of that ship.
0: Right 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 yeah. right right but it's the goal of the civilization the queen's civilization just if I, if I was to say to you Sam your civilization is humankind her civilization Sure Wants to kill this thing because that that ends the resistance against them.
1: Any threat technologically speaking. Right. That they know of.
0: So they're like, Oh shit, we gotta we gotta hash this fucking plan. Uh we you know, she's gonna come for it and destroy it, and then it's all over. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna separate the queen, uh, from her ship. They're gonna set up a trap. They're gonna trap her. They're gonna send this uh, false signal of the round thing uh out with so I don't really get what they're sending out
1: the signal with
2: a 1960s old radio that you would take to the beach. No,
1: that's for them to talk to each other with.
2: Oh, yeah, well, damn where, where, where I was... thought that that was the radiation thing.
1: So the tug has a transmitter on it that's transmitting a signal that makes it think it's a decoy. All right,
0: one. all right. Well, we weren't about the science about the science there. So they're going to send the tug out, and they need some hotshot pilot on a one-way mission to take these bombs in directly and blow up the queen in her face yeah and so uh, Tom Whitmore's like I'll do it and his daughter's like no dad you've already saved the world once plus you're old and senile and I'm gonna do it so they get in this whole fucking stupid thing but en- ends up with uh, Tom Whitmore tricking his daughter into making her stay and he gets up there so
2: yeah he gets a haircut he looks all nice I'm gonna
0: shove this bomb up your
2: ass queen bitch but you know you're really not that far off cause that's how they end up oh spoiler alert
0: yeah so they also gotta have uh uh hide the Salami. spear thing oh. in an uh, isolation chamber. Yes. Which I guess is undetectable to spooky aliens.
1: Well, as long as the damn thing's not turned on, it doesn't even need a fucking isolation chamber.
0: Yeah, you know? right.
1: Hmm. Okay. <laughs> which again, Captain Loose Cannon can't just leave the damn thing off.
0: So Tom, old Whitmore, he flies it up in there and his his little daughter gives him an assist. She leads the way, so he flies it up in there, and he's got the detonators in the queen's face, and we get our first look at the queen right here.
1: Looks just like the other ones, only big.
0: Only big, but super big. And he blows the whole fucking thing up. Mothership down. And the earth core laser goes down, and, hey, we did it. Let's have those bud lights
1: and high fives I was talking about. Woo, bro. Yep. Chest yep. Kids are okay. The school bus is fine. Give each other the rack.
0: But, uh, oh, shit. Alien, the queen is not dead. She starts busting out through the debris, and then we finally get the full Earth uh, effect of the alien. What do you, what do we want to uh, put a height estimate on this thing?
2: The biggest, the, as big as the Statue of Liberty, at least. Uh, yeah,
0: I would say bigger, because I think the Statue of Liberty is only like 60 feet or something. It's not that big.
1: 100 foot tall.
2: I, would, I was thinking 100. I was thinking 100.
0: It's a big bitch.
2: Yeah, it's a big thing. Like, one of its feet is about the size of the school bus.
1: Sigourney yeah, Weaver indeed. could not fight it in a future forklift. No,
0: she could not. Uh, did you, it, Even with strong language. <laughs> Get your hands off of her. Uh, did you guys like the queen? It was yeah. Kind of disappointing. Really? Okay.
1: I liked it. I liked it for two reasons. Uh-huh. It's just one of those really big, so save some money on the modeling. Mm. Getting that 165 to go where it shouldn't. There you go. Uh, they did some nice things. I thought that was an impressive sequence for, again, This being one of the lower-end budget uh, blockbusters or whatever.
0: Okay. Why were you disappointed?
2: Well, it didn't have any gems. Oh, fuck. Uh, There was no special sparkly eyes. Uh Uh-huh. And I I disagree with you, Sam. It looked just like the rest of them. It was just bigger. That's what I said. Which leads me to believe that I could have been a queen bee on this boat had I been bigger. Uh, I also liked it
0: because it was the exact same, Sam. Despite what Jackie thinks you heard, she heard you say. uh, That's exactly why I liked it because it's the exact same model, but this one was fucking pissed. And so you've got a computer program running on screen that we all are accustomed with to being a terrible actor. They all look stupid, they have zero motivation and like anything that you can transfer onto the audience. The audience knew that this fucking thing was pissed off and gonna fuck shit up. And I liked it. I thought it was a really good delivery of a fake thing.
1: And they've been forced into just making their movie over again mm-hmm. with an allowance of twists. I think they, you know, tossed out some good cards right here. Yeah, with their allowance of twists that they were, that they were given to with Fox, that they played this about as good as they could.
0: Yeah, I I liked the Queen. I yeah, but whatever. Uh, so they get in this fight, and she's fucking shit up, and she's also got a fucking mega weapon she's got a huge gun yeah <laughs> oh um do they well the queen is at some point is gonna have to get into an assault battle we're gonna need a mega weapon for her that's like a giant alien yeah. rifle where did that fucking thing come from it's
1: sort of the size of the one ship i mean a gun that size isn't so outlandish all the time yeah,
0: Wouldn't you be like, no, no, we don't need an outlandish sized gun. The queen is invincible. She's never going to get into a land battle. She's a space queen.
1: No, I thought that was actually just the fantastic thing about it is that, again, it's just bigger. Like, well, she's got her own shield and a really big gun. Yeah.
2: I kind of like that she had a gun. And I like that they had to blast it out of her hands.
0: Yeah, so uh, the boys have hijacked a couple spaceships. And so they fly down and start shooting her shit while she's trying to fuck up Judd Hirsch and uh, Jeff Goldblum because she's mad at them because she sees them?
2: No, shes they have nothing to do with it at this point. They're just trying to get the hell out of the way. She, she's going for the base to get Oh, the thing. no.
0: She looks at him and are like, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah, she's
1: just going to kill him.
0: Just because they're there? Yeah. Okay. Because she also... Uh, uh, Tom Sizemore. Tom
1: Sizemore. Tommy Sizemore. Tommy not Siz- in this
0: movie. Does not appear in this film. Uh, Tom Whitmore's daughter gets shot down and she ejects. And <laughs> the queen looks at her and she's like, I'm going to fucking step on you, you piece well, of shit.
1: So the queen, I think, identifies that Goldblum had something to do with what just happened. So, while she's there, she's going to smash the shit out of him. So,
0: she's got Goldblum eye vision. She's like, oh, it's that fucking Jeff Goldblum guy. Or
1: whoever was by this little thing that just blew my shit up.
0: Well, it's clearly Jeff Goldblum.
1: They're going to die.
0: He needs to die.
1: And she's about to smash the shit out of him. And that's when Kite Girl, whatever her name is, she comes in, guns a Mm -hmm. and does some fine piloting and distracts her and distracts her and distracts her consistently until she can finally drop the shields. But oh, she, yeah, had she like, knocks out the shields, yeah. and she had six. She had six pilots with her. They all get shot up real nice by yeah. the big gun.
0: Right, right.
1: But yeah, she does eventually knock down the shields, and then when she's sort of trying to get back to base, uh, it takes her wing with one of its tentacles. Mm-hmm. So she goes down and would get smashed up real nice if it not for intervention, pilot intervention in the sequence of two with the Hemsworth being in a spaceship of alien design.
0: Well, she's gonna go back. And uh, go to Area 51 and scoop up the ball thing and crush it or stuck it up her butt. I don't know what her plan is so, to do with it.
1: Yeah, Brent Spiner can't resist himself, so he turns it on. Yeah, She knows where it is now.
0: Yeah, so she goes back. She's smashing shit up and, ah, fuck, what are we going to do? And she finally gets her hand on it and she's gonna, about to do it. But then Jake and Dylan do this but move. They do the
1: same thing from the beginning.
0: It's it's well, engage
1: the fusion drive. It's the same fucking thing.
0: Well, it's fly up as high as we can and then just shoot straight down at her. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever.
1: Well, it's turn the big thing on and hope for the best. What's what's the big thing gonna
0: do? Make you fly faster towards her? Yeah. You wanna fly slower so you can get more lead
1: in her. Well you don't have any control of it, so you gotta you know do the same thing you did before. Mm. And it works again. Alright. Anytime All you right. get fucked up out there in life Just Just activate the fusion drive. You'll be fine.
0: So they shoot her in the back, which is where you kill aliens.
2: Uh, They shoot her in the butthole.
0: Yeah. Let's be
2: specific. Hey, do you see all those tentacles coming off her butt? Shoot her right there.
0: Yeah. So they do. And that does it. She's dead. Smush.
2: I had my bet going that they would be 10 seconds away from Core Meltdown before she died. So everybody's
0: jacked. Yeah, now we can have those Bud Lights. It's and Kiss and everybody's super stoked and... They, uh, brackish comes out and he's like, uh, Hey, we've learned all this stuff now from the sphere thing, new technology and weapons. And you know what? We need to take that shit up into space and kick some alien ass.
1: Tell your friends to watch this so we can have a sequel. That's what he's doing.
0: Yep. Exactly.
1: Right here. Yeah. And no, we're not letting go. Fox. We're, we're going to make it
0: credits.
1: I would like to point out that the spaceship just leaves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, say, they that. say
1: that in that if you kill a queen it will automatically just sort of home home out. Like, it'll be like...
0: That doesn't happen in the first one, though. No. Well, I guess they blew it
1: up. They blew it up yeah. in the first
0: one. And why wouldn't they just blow up this one, too? Fuck you guys.
1: Because it leaves on its own.
0: Yeah, blow it up. We got nukes. Blow up the first one with nuke. We got even better nukes now. Blow uh, that
1: fucker up. Situationally, you have the whole army of... or air force of aliens or whatever. Once the queen's down, they're fucking off. So yeah. just let them go.
0: Yeah, fuck these guys. You can't let him retreat, Sam. We blew up that stupid sphere because we didn't even know what it was. We know what that thing is. Blow that fucking thing away. We got mega weapon on the moon. Well, we had mega weapon.
1: All the the mega weapons fell over. Yeah. And the sky grid was nuked immediately.
0: Yeah. All right. Fine. Whatever. I just don't know why I'd be like I'm
1: going home now, even though I can still fuck shit up. Yeah. So I get why they had to do the what a lot with a lot of what they did with the budget and that like okay you only got like. A real quick, destroy the satellite defenses. Real quick, destroy the moon defenses. Because if you really had 20 years to pre- prepare for this, your shit would be all over the solar system.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our defenses were a little weak.
1: I, they were they were a house of cards.
0: So let's talk about uh, my big question. And uh, Sam, I think you have some information on this one. Are we going to see Independence Day 3?
1: I believe it needs to do 650 altogether
0: before Fox gives it the green light
1: before Fox gives it the green light and Fox will probably make a sequel anyway, but I think they can ace Devlin and uh, Roland Emmerich out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the most interesting things that Fox has done with this film is it's marketing. They marketed this harder than any movie they've ever marketed overseas. Okay. They had uh, Wayne Rooney flying a spaceship in England, he's their major footballer player. yeah uh, in other markets they have mega celebs pushing this thing and it's done great overseas hmm. not yep. doing shit here yeah so I don't know. I mean it looks like it's gonna make it so I guess they'll all have to get in bed together one more time
0: I think we're gonna see another one because Fox has zero franchises. the Adam Sandler is not paying off
1: Adam Sandlers Sony Fox Sony, has, yeah
0: Fox has uh,
1: Fox has X Men open. They have Deadpool open yeah, now. They've got yeah.
0: they got a few, but nothing to compete with the Universal. So they
1: did eight billion last year in profit. Yeah, it's not bad. But they're also That's Fox Corp. That's everything, right? Yeah, right. So who knows? They they lie.
0: Yeah, I think we're gonna see another one. I think, I think we think they will. have No choice.
1: And I think that they originally were supposed to. We were supposed to see it next year. They were gonna shoot them back Ooh, to back. I don't think about that. I don't know why they would. Why they didn't allow that because they ultimately are now going to spend more not shooting them back to back they originally emmerich and devlin had this thing figured out to film them back to back and get them both done for 225 they did 165 on this one they're probably going to have to do it again for the next
0: one jackie go do they pay the pirates the guys that uh and ask him for 100 million dollars
2: yeah to monitor the earth's
1: drilling
0: did they, did they even really do anything they
1: monitored the earth's core drilling i don't know how they did that because they're just treasure hunters
0: why couldn't anybody else do that
1: they were the only boat that was left
0: well why couldn't you do that from like i don't know some seismology thing don't we have
1: everything's fucking broken yeah nothing mm. works except hammer radios and that goddamn boat
0: and so they've got one of those
2: like a fish finder thing they had-
0: that tells how
1: deep they're going they had a uh, monitor that was a graphic that showed the spaceship yeah. and the laser and the crust of the Earth, and then there was a timer.
0: It's a good thing they had that. They
1: If they wouldn't have had that, <laughs> they wouldn't get the $100 million. I bet you
0: that thing right there costs $100 million because its its uses are fairly limited, uh, so they have to, but they pirates break even because they bought stupid equipment that they was not going to help them. Dig up treasure on their sea hunt.
2: They were gonna they were gonna lose their boat to foreclosure right, right. before this. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, thank God.
0: Hey, best case scenario, we get the gold and we break even because we're terrible businessmen. Why did we build this alien drill detector thing? It worked. Yeah, it did. Save the planet. Yep. Ish. Well, not really. It's just a countdown.
2: Hey, hurry it up. Which they fucked up. They're like, oh, by the way, I know we told you several hours. You actually only have 45 minutes. Right,
0: right. Yeah. Oops. We don't know how to read this thing. Uh, Gary bought it on a whim, and uh, he never read the owner's manual.
2: Yeah, he bought it from the eBay.
0: Yeah, for $100 million.
1: He bought it from the eBay for seven ninety-five. <laughs> Was it working? Does it matter? You still owe us the money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Sam,
1: uh, go ahead. Well, I actually used all my questions during.
2: Okay, I only got one more. Uh, Does Hemsworth and Mm -hmm. the Kite Gal, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're obviously in love. Okay. And they're both great pilots, right? Right, yeah. So, do they do it and have the last starfighter that's going to go into this resistance with the great big white ball thing and save everyone? It
0: really depends on how quick Fox craps the next one out, because if it's another 20 years... Definitely. Uh, if it's two years two from years, now, not a chance.
1: <laughs> that's the the revision the revision plan for Emmerich and uh, Ro- or Emmerich and Devlin was two to three years, mm-hmm. and then to pace it in the story world, that that would be what it's going to take to build up this sort of expeditionary force.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. So I don't, I don't think so. I don't think we're going to see them again. We'll probably see Sheila Booth in the next one. Yuck! Is that just if they're going to fire Roland Emmerich or well, Whatever. if Fox They're fires get Sheila Devlin
1: Booth. and Emmerich, then all bets are off as to what happens in this next one.
0: Yeah. Sheila Booth. All right. So, Sam, I want you to go ahead and tell me what you thought first.
1: Well, un- I I liked it, but uh, some things are just missing and you just can't replace members of the cast so easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, no James Duvall.
0: Oh, no? you remember James Duvall was in the first one. Oh, I-, I said there is no James Duvall.
1: Why the right? hell isn't James Duvall in this movie? I don't know. He right. should have been buddying around with uh, Judd Hirsch. That would have made sense.
0: Yeah, would have. I, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I miss James Duvall, but ultimately, my thoughts on it were that for a spiritual sequel and a popcorn flick, I had a nice time. Yeah. I liked it better than the new Star Wars, even though I recognize that it's very stupid. It's
0: extremely stupid. Uh, I'm going to go next. I'm going to leave final thoughts with you, Jackie. I also felt the same way. I thought that it had a lot of missed opportunities and the tragedy behind the missed opportunities. For instance, that opening sequence was just so bleh and stupid that it's going to keep this film out for me. Spoiler alert for next year. It's going to keep me out of voting for the uh, best bad movie of the year. I'm going to still nominate it for this map for best bad movie of the year. I think it's I think it should be at least nominated but the fun wild time that we had this year with gods of Egypt and London has fallen. This film does not do that. It needed to be shorter. I thought by about 30 minutes and cut out characters that don't con- contribute in any way to the story and then nail those pieces that have to do with the fucking story. Sony you stupid
1: assholes Fox.
0: They're the same.
1: They're not the same. They make the same yeah. stupid mistakes. I, uh, to, agree with you wholeheartedly i will say and it's more of a demonizing of star wars once again this one at least had a little bit of exposition didn't it yeah i didn't have to ask who these fucking people were all the goddamn
0: time we started the podcast
1: (laughs) well i didn't remember their names but i I figured you know that's the guy right he's the guy not like who's that guy
0: (laughs) i'm still going to give it a do yeah absolutely it's it's nominated in my opinion for best bad movie but uh i'm not going to vote for it for the win
2: jackie go ahead i did not have a good time like okay. I said, 30 minutes into this movie, I was looking at my watch. I just felt like the jokes fell flat. Uh, there were two good jokes in here. Oh, so now we're waiting for the dog? Mm-hmm. And did you pee your pants? Me too. Those yeah. were the two good jokes for me.
0: And then every thing, single thing that Brent Spiner says. Everything
1: that he says was funny.
2: Yeah, he was a super funny guy. He he saved the movie actually for mm-hmm. me. If If he would not have been in this one... I don't think I, w- I think I would have just been like, I'm gonna go take a pee and never come back. I forgot to
0: bring up the thing that I said from the beginning that I almost hated this film because there's a sequence where Brett Spiner, I thought that they might have killed him because in the first one, like I said, he's great, but he's not that central to the plot. Yeah. it would have been a, a serious like classic mis- bad mistake to be like, oh well, he's not he's comedy relief, but nobody really cares about him and then he's dead. And I almost lost my shit when he didn't. And then he stood back up and I was like, Oh my God, you were on the border for me flipping everything that I was going to say about this movie and its defense. And I was going to throw this thing in the fucking can because Brent Spiner was great.
1: Did you notice that they, uh, he made sure him and Emmerich made sure to let you know it was his butt hanging out. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the camera follows him, and it's like these really weathered underwear that aren't even underwear. You can see his whole butt, and you're like, "Oh God, that's that's a whoa." And then the camera comes up, and he turns to it like, "That's Brent Spiner's butt. That hey. is not a stunt butt."
0: Hey, well, he's no spring chicken. All
1: right. Well, no, but it's like the comedy body. It was a good joke. Keep going.
2: I had such a good time with the first one, mm-hmm. and it was just fun, and it was an adventure, and it was wild, but this one just fell so flat for me. I was I was bored, and even the special effects and all that stuff, I just didn't save it for me. I, I would give it a do not. I did not like it. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Two
0: out of three of us say do. One says it was boring, which is funny because that is not the complaint from any other person on the planet. Everybody says it's too much
2: boring stuff. I thought it was boring. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Thanks for listening. Get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review
2: us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.